everyone. Welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host. Mark is here. Mark, we talk about what? Steve Wynn, stolen airplanes, lottery winners, and people giving tickets on pedestrian bridges. What the heck is going on this week? Plus, we, you know, if you watch it on the show, you get to watch a guy Superman over a judge's bench. And it's craziness. Maybe the craziest story of the year already, and it's only January 4th. Yep. All of that, plus my hot takes on South Point. And their lunch buffet, which I did not like, coming up on this show. As a reminder, we have our Patreon going, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. We do a weekly after show if you're interested in more. And you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. If you enjoy our content, consider leaving us a five-star review in your favorite podcast app. It helps us out a lot. Thanks so much for listening and let's get right into the show. So did you see that 1985 Golden Nugget ad featuring Steve Wynn in costume with a fake mustache? He's talking about their fine dining, I think, Italian restaurant. And Kenny Rogers is there. He mentions Paul Inca. I guess this is as Vegas as it gets. It's very 90s feeling, you know, very late 80s, early 90s, which is cool. And, you know, where else do you see an owner that's doing something like this? And I remember riding in the cabs and always seeing his video pop up of him talking about Wynn and stuff. It's pretty funny and something that not taking himself too seriously, which you don't see with billionaires these days. So kind of cool throwback there. Yeah, I mean, these are the days before he had Mirage and before his big empire, right? Golden Nugget was really it. He was a different kind of owner being out there, being goofy. But of course, we know how it all ended. Yeah, with him being a scumbag. had a big winter storm come through Las Vegas, a lot of rain down in the valley. I saw some hail too, but that means snow up in the mountains. And that also means we get this beautiful landscape that we get during the winter with all of the snow covered mountains surrounding the valley. Lee Canyon got nine inches of snow, which means that you'll actually have real snow up on the mountain right now, kind of opening their season, getting their main lift open. We know that they pump a lot of fake snow in there, but it's always nice to have the real thing. Yeah. You got to have fresh powder, right? The, the fake stuff isn't as good. So it's cool to see. And it's kind of crazy because here in Michigan, we haven't had really any snow all year yet, and you guys get hit with that hard. It sounds like it could be up to a foot when it's all said and done, which is cool. Something that a lot of people don't realize that you can live in Vegas and still drive like an hour and go skiing in the winter, which is you know kind of bizarre, but... I don't know if there's any sledding runs up there, toboggan runs. You can take the kid up and and have her go down or or whatever. Got to get snowsuits. Do your Walmarts even sell like uh, snow gear or not really? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cold here, Mark. I mean, there's, uh, you know, the weather. (laughs) Do they have like the pants and everything or not really? Yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's a big thing to go up there. And obviously for skiing, but just to go up to Mount Charleston during this time of year, I think the roads are mostly closed right now because of the storm. So you do need like chains and all of that good stuff. Southern Nevada drivers, not the best with all of that, but they did say that most of their clients are locals and their big season up there for skiing is January through March. They're opening a little bit later that main run than normal, but yeah, everything's good. So head up there. But I love the landscapes. I love just looking out at the mountains with all the snow. That's my favorite part of this time of year. Yeah, that's what I love, like in Salt Lake City and places like that, where you just see snow cap, even Denver, you see like the mountains in the background and getting a different perspective versus, you know, the reddish tinge to them that you normally get, you get a little bit of white and all that stuff. So it's cool to see. So there was a giant Powerball jackpot, apparently. I'm not following all that stuff. I don't go out to the prim, but I'm sure there was a giant line. And uh, the Michigan was the winner. Somebody in Flint, Michigan or outside Flint, Michigan won the Powerball. But somebody in Baker, California won five out of six numbers, $1.2 million. 
And uh, Baker Mark uh, is just past uh, Prim. You know, it's the next stop in California. So it's another place that people go. It's a big stop. And uh, luckily, lottery winner in that random small town. Yeah, we got to check out the the one in Prim, the little get, <laughs> like lottery store, just little dumpy building in the back corner tucked away. You don't really expect anything from it. And then you always see those long lines, which is kind of crazy. No, it's cool. And I wonder how many people actually like watch the lottery and see like the numbers drawn. Versus like just check their tickets a day or two later and are like, if you get five out of six numbers, that's the drama, you know, as the fifth one comes up and you're like, oh no, and now the sixth one and then you don't get it. But if you're just scanning a ticket later, I mean, it's still really cool, but it's not quite the same experience. I wonder how many of these winners like don't even know they won until a while later. Are you sad if you win 1.2 million and you just missed by a number? Is that something that makes you sad? The same conversation we had where you put, you don't do the max spin and you win $4,000 versus $1 million. I think you're sad, but you're also happy. I mean, 1.2, give it to me. I'd be happy. Like there's some people that won 23K. I wonder if like that's enough that you feel like you could do it again and you just spend it all like buying more lottery tickets. Like you need to win enough that you're just done. Not enough that like gives you a taste of the good life. That you're like, oh, I can win more. So I think that's the the key there. So Mark, leave it up to Las Vegas to have a crazy video. Did you see this? It was going all around social media. This guy is getting sentenced in court and he decides to just go right at the judge and he leaps at her. And we're talking about this because this is one of the most insane videos I've ever seen. Uh, I'm sure people have opinions on both sides, but it's just crazy. Yeah, I've never seen a guy Superman over. I mean, the judges' benches in courtrooms are pretty high, so that's kind of crazy to get that airborne and make it and and not clip your knees or lay. I don't know. I've never seen anything like that. We always talk about craziest videos or craziest stories of the year in Vegas. We're just a couple days into 2024, and this has already got to be a top five, top three, maybe the craziest thing we'll see in Vegas all year, which is just nuts. And what are the the deputies doing in the courtroom? How are they not getting there quicker? There's no taser. Like, what is going on here? It's just kind of crazy. I'm sure there will be, you know, new precautions put in place uh, from now on for, for this type of stuff, because that's just nuts. No matter how you feel about it, that was one heck of a leap. I mean, insane. I, I certainly couldn't uh, do that. That would be, I would go no. face first into the... I would go, yeah. <laughs> Broken our neck, hitting the side of the, the judge's <laughs> desk. Like, it's just crazy. So Tim and Matt travel, they're back. They've been in Vegas. Uh, they watched the show, Friends of the Show. And we talked about the Dorito chip picture last time. But uh, they were in Luxor. And Luxor's removing some of the express checkout things and the house phones from part of the casino there. And while doing that, they unveiled some really historic theming and wallpaper dating back to the old days of Luxor. I love when things like this surface. We saw that billboard from MGM Grand surface at Area 15 from its opening. We see this. Love when little layers of history are still there to be discovered. Yeah, it's less exciting when you do it at your house and you, you rip through and you see like what pink walls were painted you know, 30 years ago in your house in the different layers of colors. But it's cool to see this and just like a snapshot in time of how over the top wallpaper was back in the day versus now and it's understated and it was like crazy drapes almost uh, of wallpaper uh, it's cool to see and something you don't you know nobody really does anymore and just a reminder even though luxor does still have some theming man did they used to have a lot more and it used to be very very enveloping in every level right and we've gotten some of those more modern touches that took that away and this is a good reminder of what we had and i do miss that i really do miss that we've talked about it but i love the modern luxury properties but the over-the-top theming it's something we need back we need it if you want to do it in a high-end way sure but let's do it yeah i think that's a key that rio really could knock out of the park if they want it when 
they're rehabbing all this stuff if they really lean into the theming i think that would be something to draw because it's going to be a nicer low-end property which okay like that doesn't really set you apart where if you lean in totally to this theme people will come to see it because it's not something that's around vegas anymore somebody has to have that vision at some point somebody's got to get there somebody has to be listening to us right come on let's uh let's do it so you talked about the other story being crazy, but here's another crazy one. Somebody stole a plane from North Las Vegas airport and then did a joyride drinking beer and then he landed in Barstow. So now we're talking Baker for the lottery, Barstow, another one of those towns on the road between Vegas and LA. And apparently he had tried to steal a plane a few other times in the previous days. And then finally he got one and flew it on a joyride and they found him and arrested him another uh, Vegas story. There you go. Yeah, I don't understand this at all. Like one, maybe if you're drunk and just like, hey, I got a great idea. I'm going to, I won't feel like going for flying. Let's go find a plane. Okay. But you do it like night after night after night. And then you finally get one and you just fly to fly. I don't know. Maybe you wanted three hots and a cot for, <laughs> I don't know what the end goal was of this. And who flies to Barstow? But I mean, he had some Modellos, he had some other beers in there. So it looked like he was having a good time, but it shouldn't be that easy to steal an airplane. No. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a jet ski where you just pop any old thing under there and it goes. So it's weird. So one more update. When we talked about the New Year's Eve stuff, we kind of glossed over the shooter in the morning. That's just because we didn't have a lot of information, but he was arrested and we got some more information, $100,000 in damages he did. Apparently he was shooting off of his balcony, but also in his room. So he shot out the glass and other stuff and was spotted by neighbors and other towers. And that's how they were able to kind of figure out where he was, but he left the room. And then I guess he was spotted at the pizza place in the food court at MGM Grand by surveillance. And that's how they picked him up. So this could have been just a terrible story for New Year's Eve. Still a terrible story, but thankfully nobody was hurt. You can't just go shooting guns. I mean, this is really terrifying for how this could all end, randomly shooting bullets out of a balcony in a high-rise in Las Vegas. We still have echoes of the past, of course, as well. So many things that are weird. You're firing, what, 70 different shots and type of stuff, and nobody gets up there, nobody calls down. He kind of goes to get pizza afterwards, which it sounds like he has mental issues and was seeing things and all that stuff and he's firing over towards top golf in a highly populated dense area like vegas firing anything into the air is just you know recipe for disaster a close story a, a friend of mine her sister uh, was killed it, you know somebody fired in the air and fireworks just like in a neighborhood she was just sitting on a bench and it came down and hit her in the head and like unexpected random thing and that was in a not super densely populated area it's kind of crazy that that did something similar didn't happen in vegas so good that it all worked out that way but this is just nuts and people bringing guns to their rooms and fire it's just bad news yeah thank god this turned out as good as it possibly could have uh so i mean i i just can't imagine so really happy for that probably struggling with some issues hopefully he gets the help he needs the police response was amazing it was instant there was overwhelming response they train for this they know what they're doing and they're the best at responding to this stuff and like you said vegas is always a crazy place. So whether it's something like that or other stuff, kudos to the police for their response here. They've done such a good job with so many of these crazy incidents. Yeah, just the the type of stuff they've had to deal with over the last couple of years. It's crazy what they've had to go through and how well they've done it. If you like our content, consider subscribing, hit that thumbs up button. We really appreciate all of you out there. We also have our Patreon with our after show. You can subscribe. There's a link down in the description. Thanks to everybody who watches, comments, everything. We really appreciate it. So Mark, I headed over to the South Point yesterday to try 
by the garden buffet there. And it's been many years since I've been to this buffet. Now, a lot of people know local casinos all around Las Vegas had buffets forever. And, you know, you could get cheap breakfast, lunch buffets, usually about 10 bucks to go to lunch. These weren't like the super premium buffets like you have on the strip with crab and all that fancy stuff, but they were usually pretty good. And the South Point has always been decent. And people still say it's decent. Went there for lunch yesterday, Mark, and was not impressed. It's $19 if you have a player's club card. I think it's a couple dollars more if you don't. This used to be, let's say, a $10 buffet. So it's almost double what it used to cost. But the problem is not the cost, right? There's not a lot of buffets around, but they've cut back everything. The salad bar barely has anything. Half the food looked inedible. I did find a few things to eat and the Mongolian barbecue is still solid there where they cook everything up fresh. But man, was I disappointed. I love that place. And we'll talk about all the reasons in just a second. But the buffet avoided. That's what I'll say. At least the lunch buffet. Yeah, I've never been a big buffet person. I just never find enough value in it. I think the one good thing buffet does is Maybe you get to try some new type of foods that you wouldn't have normally done at the different stands and stuff. And if they're not offering a, a wide variety, then you kind of lose that value there. So then you're just paying 19 bucks to eat a meal that you could maybe get for less somewhere else if you're just buying that one thing. So you really do have to like test a couple different things, try out different stuff. If you want a salad bar, I guess you go to Ruby Tuesday, huh? I don't think we have any Ruby Tuesdays <laughs> left here in the Vegas. But yeah, that was disappointing. Now I want to say I love the South Point and I would put it up there as perhaps the best locals casino, certainly in the discussion there. And it also caters to tourists really well too. So it's a very interesting property. Lots of great restaurants, a lot of good specials too. We've talked about primarily Prime Rib, one of my favorite sort of Prime Rib places. You can for 25 bucks, there you get table side tossed salad you know you get a prime rib dinner and everything included it's a great place they also have their late night specials at the coronado cafe which you're talking from three to six seven dollars midnight to six a.m for like steak and eggs and that type of thing and baja miguel's their mexican restaurant is excellent and they have that great happy hour it used to be two dollars and now it's only three dollars which is a win i think these days where you can get like tequilas you can get you know house drinks all that for three dollars from four to six wednesday through sunday so it is a lot going on there. Del Mar Deli has some of the best bagels in town. The casino is massive. Lots to do. Bowling, movie theaters. I really do love that place. Just not the buffet. Yeah, now I'm kind of upset that you didn't take me there. You took me to the places with $12 beers instead of $3 drinks and could have had a really good time just hanging out there. I I was looking at the pictures of all the specials and it's kind of like what you would see, you know, 10, 15 years ago, something you don't see anywhere else right now uh, inside a casino in in Vegas. So pretty cool and and definitely something I got to check out. One of the reasons South Point is so cool. South Point opened as South Coast and it was part of Coast Casinos. That would be Suncoast, Gold Coast, Orleans. And what happened is they sold it to Boyd Gaming. Eventually, Michael Gahn, who was the owner of Coast Casinos, basically left Boyd when they bought his company and kind of broke off and bought this property. And it's a standalone. So it's still a very old school throwback to Old Vegas, to the Gons. Michael Gahn Jr., I believe, runs it now, his son. So this is a very old school Vegas family and it's still running that way and I love it and everybody should check it out. And it's really close to the strip. I mean, it is on Las Vegas Boulevard, but just a couple miles south of Mandalay Bay. Like I said, I love it. And their seafood buffet on Friday nights is 50 bucks. People do like that. So I can't vouch for that, but I've seen lines stretching through the casino for all of that. But I just wanted to share that. I do love the South Point still. And uh, they saw the crab for you first, Sean. I don't I don't know. Can you go if they don't? The last time I was there, they did <laughs> saw the crab, but that was before COVID. That was a while ago. So people <laughs> let us know in the comments if they're still sawing the crab or not. But 50 bucks, not a bad deal for all of that, especially yeah. considering the prices on the strip for some of the fancier stuff. And I'm assuming it's good because people do say the seafood buffet there 
is good. And Mark, we have to close by talking about this pedestrian law. We talked about how they proposed it, and now the Clark County Commission has passed it. And this basically means if you stop on pedestrian bridges, it is a misdemeanor, which can come with up to six months in jail, plus a fine. There are people all over on this. The police are saying it's going to make everything safer. The ACLU is suing, saying this is a violation of the First Amendment. We've had these bridges for like 30 plus years. I don't know that we need this law. I wonder if they're just putting it in place so they have it there to use it. And it, it all depends on the enforcement of it. You know, is this just to clear people that are trying to sell stuff and, and, and putting on little shows and stuff and kind of clogging up everything, which I know we got a lot of complaints about in the comments. I don't think like the guy selling water out of his cooler is a big problem. But some people do like try to harass you and stop you and, and get you to tip them for taking a picture or whatever, all that stuff. Maybe this is for F1 too, where they had people, you know, the, the security guard yelling at people to get off and keep moving and stuff. And this gives them a little bit more teeth to that enforcement. So I think it, we'll just have to see how it plays out. I don't know that was necessary, but I guess they have it in their back pocket uh, if they need it. So that's kind of where we're at with it. There are a few other arguments about the safety of all of it. You know, when there's big events, a lot of people kind of crush onto those bridges. And if you have people standing and sort of blocking the movement, that can be dangerous. We've run into similar situations in other places in big crowds. So that could be a problem. We also know pickpockets operate up there as well. So, you know, there is some crime and activity and they have said that the number of crimes has increased over the years. I guess it really does depend on how they enforce this. And I wish it was more for like big events and stuff, not a carte blanche for police officers to enforce it however they want, because that's basically the way it is now. I doubt they're going to ticket a tourist who stops to take a picture. They're probably going to target the people who hang out on the bridges singing and doing the other things. Although they do say, and this is a good point, they can go down to the sidewalks and stay off the bridges and still do what they're doing. Yeah, I think that's a, you know a big key. Like They're not going to stop anybody from doing it down there. And that's where most of it goes down. That's where Kelly Clarkston saying, if you remember uh, many months ago on the sidewalk just off a bridge. So I think it makes sense. And I think, you know, like fireworks, uh, you know, New Year's Eve, 4th of July, stuff like that, where people might stop and stand and just kind of gum it up for everybody that just wants to get through there. I'm okay with it. And it all depends if you catch a police officer that's having a bad day and wants to use this to their advantage or not and, and stuff like that. So it'll all be how it's enforced. And I think it'll be okay. Can you imagine a police officer having a bad day? He would have a field day on that bridge overlooking the sphere between Wynn and Venetian. You could just go there and write tickets yeah. all day long. So, you know, get their kicks that way. I don't know. But I really am interested to hear what everybody thinks because I've read opinions on both sides. I feel like I understand the position of the police and everything, and I understand the other side of it. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But let us know down in the comments what you think of it. Is this overreach or is this needed? Do you think it's going to be abused? Yeah, share your opinion down there. On that, plus anything else we talked about today, some of these crazy stories in Las Vegas, hit us up in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, and we'll be back in a couple days with another show, plus our bonus Laughlin show this week coming on the weekend. So look forward to that. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. Should you say hit us up in the comments? We don't want anybody to superman us. <laughs> okay. Okay.